Today's episode of Locked On Eagles is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Eagles fans? Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Louis DiBiase, Gino Camilleri, joining you on episode three this week of five. Downloaded into your phone when you subscribe to Locked On Eagles on any podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Radio.com, you name it, we are available on all platforms. Gino, what's up, brother? Welcome into episode three. It's doing well, man. It's another day closer to the combine. I mean, it will be That's virtual. True. It means one day closer to the draft. Which, Did you see I tweeted out my picture of my vertical from 2017? Dude, that's pretty impressive. 27 inches, that's not bad, right? It was like 24, <laughs> 25 when I was doing this workout class in high in uh, college, and I was able to work out for two to three hours a day, but now I can't even work out for two to three minutes. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, my vertical's probably about 19 inches. I was going to say, man, that's been, it's been four years now. My vertical's probably dropped at least five inches at this point. But, yeah. You do have, the, you do have some size on me, though, so I'll give yeah, you that. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's fair. Um we I got 27 inches. I was bored last night, so I looked up because last year, you know, we kind of, I skipped over 2020, the 2019 vertical jumps just to see where I was in comparison. It wasn't bad, man. Um, I, w- I had three inches on Nate Herbig, so that's big. Wow, that's pretty impressive, man. <laughs> so, those offensive linemen these days are some maulers yeah, and some man, athletes, athletes too, now. so. Herbig's kind of that old. Uh, Herbig's kind of the old school offensive lineman, though. He's kind of the bulldozer. So I don't know right. how how impressive that is. But yeah, the combine's coming up. We've got all the offseason uh, activities to look forward to. Free agency, uh, pro days this year. Um, so we're gonna get into all of it on Lockdown Eagles. Five days a week, downloaded into your phone. We're still waiting on the Carson Wentz trade. If it happens at all, right now it's quiet. I want to say too quiet, but who knows what's going on uh, between the Eagles, between the Colts, between the Chicago Bears, between the other dark horse teams uh, that potentially could be in on Carson's services. Here's what we know right now with the standing of Wentz, Philly, and a potential trade. So we know the Eagles are holding out for more value, Gino. Maybe it's been described as Matt Stafford-like value, multiple top picks, maybe a top pick and a player. Maybe it's a top pick and a team taking on some more of the other high-salaried guys. I don't know, Alshon Jeffrey uh, or Malik Jackson before they cut those players. Who knows, but it seems like the Eagles are holding out for more value right now. The Bears reportedly are getting impatient with the Eagles. Probably they're willing to offer what they feel is more than enough for Carson, but again, I think the Eagles want more than like two second-round picks, which was the reported offer from Chicago. And we know for Indianapolis, these are the two top teams that want Carson. Currently, the Colts want more than Wentz if they're going to give up more than a first-round pick. They were also stubborn on Matt Stafford as well. They did not offer a lot, so that's something to keep an eye on. So, look... Gino, I don't want to lose Wentz, obviously, so I want a lot back. And I get what Howie Roseman's trying to do here by trying to get a lot back for a person that he put a ton of value in over five years. And who knows, it might work. It has before, i.e. Sam Bradford in 2016. And you can tell these two teams clearly want Wentz. They both promoted guys that Wentz really trusted as coaches, John Filippo in Chicago, Press Taylor in Indianapolis. And so they're kind of competing with those other teams, surely too, which raises the stock. And of course, 
Wentz's upside still. But at the same time, these teams know that Wentz has to be moved. He wants out. The contract is brutal for the Eagles. And so they can probably wait longer to blink than the Eagles. And not to mention the Colts have now interest in Sam Darnold. So it's a risky game Philly's playing. Honestly, at this point, man, if I can get a one, if I can get a one, I'm taking it. I mean, that's where I'm at here. I don't want to just take the lowest offer. But if somebody's offering me a first round pick, I'm not going to ask for more. I agree. I think we're both on the same page that if you could get a one in this this class, it'll help speed up the whole process for sure. Yeah. It'll open up the optionality to take a quarterback at six if need be. And a recent development as of three minutes ago, Lou, John Clark of NBC Sports Philly. Okay. I'm told a group of Eagles young receivers are planning on working out with, can you guess which one of the two quarterbacks it is? I hope it's Carson. Jalen Hurts in Texas yeah. sometime in the next month. So that is another development in this whole story. The The stars are starting to align in this yep. case. As we get closer to the draft, I think something will happen, and that's usually when moves do happen. And he does have a bonus coming due in March. So that is a very important deadline as sure. well. Good so point. when you look at this situation, how he doesn't have to move until then, and we know action spurn deadlines – but if he burns that bridge to getting a one and they're only offering twos around that time, if you stick with Carson, this is a complete hypothetical. If you stick yep. with Carson for this season and he does okay, right, his cap hit next year is much more stomachable to move. Yeah. Or you find out that he can still be the guy or you realize that he stinks still and you move on to Jalen Hurts. So to me, moving on for anything less than a one right now would be a bad use of this quarterback economy, which we see. And we always know that Howie Roseman does not give up quarterbacks for cheap. I use the analogy in Monopoly. He doesn't sell Boardwalk for the price of Baltic Avenue. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. I thought of this, Gino, yesterday. Because the Colts right now, and they were stubborn on the Matt Stafford uh, deal as well. They weren't really willing to give up a lot, which is crazy to me because Indianapolis, I feel like, is a quarterback away from being a Super Bowl contender. You can see the roster is ready to go. That's why it's so sad for them that Andrew Luck retired, but can't really blame Luck there with how that roster was his first five years in Indy. So here's the thing again. The Colts don't really... The Chicago Bears, I think, they're the ones that they're getting impatient because I think they're willing Mm -hmm. to offer the most for Wentz and Philly is still holding out because I think they they know Wentz wants to go to the Colts and they're they're hoping that they can get more value out of Indianapolis and play these two teams against one another so if the Colts reportedly if this report is true that they want more than Wentz to sweeten the deal and give up a first round pick and maybe more why not considering the Eagles are probably going to move on anyway this year why not package Zach Ertz and Carson Wentz to Indianapolis? Frank Reich gets two of his main offensive pieces back from 2017, and then you get, like, would you get back a first-round pick in, I don't know, a three or a four? If, if you could package Ertz in this deal as well to help the draft compensation, I'm willing to do that as well because, again, Ertz I don't think is going to be in Philly in 2021. I mean, if that's a move to be made, if I'm the Patriots, I'm calling up right now because – I think if you see Zach Ertz and Bill Belichick's system, it scares me to death. And I've I've had that in the back of my mind for a while. And if Bill can get a player like him on the cheap, he's been known to do that and turn guys' career arounds as well. And I think packaging those two together, Lou, is a great move because you've seen the success with the two of them. If you're going to have one player to play with Carson that will improve his ability to play in a good system next year, it'll be his right-hand man in Zach Ertz. Yep. And – if you could get a one, uh, they're saying one in 2022, though. 
That's what I've been hearing for uh, the most part. Yeah, I mean, I'll yeah, take so, that honestly. As long as I can get a one, Gino, I'm I'm game. I think a one in 2022 wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. I'll, I'll take three first round picks between the next two years, and we yeah. know you have to get younger. This team, if you take that dead cap hit, is going to have to cut even more veterans. So they're going to have to have a ton of picks if they want to compete, or it's just going to be filled with UDFAs. Absolutely. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens here. And again, I don't think it's just the Colts and the Bears. Tomorrow on Lockdown Eagles, we're actually going to sit down with a couple hosts from some other shows from teams that I think are going to be in on the Carson Wentz game. That's It's kind of like Gino, I compare it to uh, in 2011, right? When Namdi Asimov was, and I'm <laughs> sorry, Eagles fans, for mentioning this name, but when Namdi Asimov was a free agent, he was going to leave the Oakland Raiders. Who were the two teams that were really being talked up as potential suitors for Namdi? It was the New York Jets, right, pairing him mm-hmm. up with Darrell Rivas. And uh, I'm drawing a blank on the other team, but Philadelphia was I think not it was mentioned. Dallas, if I'm yes, not mistaken. Yes, thank you. Yes, it was the Dallas Cowboys and the New York Jets, who were two of the teams that everybody was picking to make the Super Bowl mm-hmm. in those two seasons. Um, so it, Namdi, yeah, for his services, it was, again, like right now with Wentz, it's Chicago and Indy. Back then with Namdi, it was Dallas and New York. And Philly came from the top ropes out of nowhere, even after trading for Dominique rogers Cromarty, and they already had Asante Samuel. So I still think there's other teams that could be in play, and maybe that helps raise the... Uh, compensation the value of what the eagles could get i totally agree and talk about that drc trade giving up kevin cobb to get drc one of the better moves that we and a two they got a two right i mean they botched that i think nate no nate allen was the McNabb pick i forget who that second round pick was i hope it wasn't jaquan jarrett but yeah a two in uh cobb or a a two in drc wasn't bad for cobb no and they had a really good secondary they just didn't use namdi to the best of his ability i'm excited to see if they can get another tandem like that this year lou in the defensive backcourt they're gonna have to turn around a lot of different position groups this season And especially with the new regime coming in on both sides of the ball, especially with the money, you're going to see a ton of turnover. And this is going to be the first offseason, I feel, that there's going to be some stinging left in our fandom seeing some of these guys go. Like when Zach Ertz goes, it's going to stink. If Jason Kelsey retires, it's going to stink. Carson Wentz, of course, it's going to be awful. It's it's not going to be fun, but it's necessary to peel the Band-Aid off to move this franchise forward. I'm glad you brought that up because in segment two, I want to talk about, because it's inevitable at this point, I think that as badly mm-hmm. as I want Jeffrey Lurie to wake up, snap out of it, fire Howie Roseman, trade mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts, try to make Carson Wentz work. I do think it's inevitable at this point that a trade does happen. So in segment two, I do want to get into where will seeing Wentz in New Jersey rank on the pain scale of Brian Dawkins in Denver, and then on the opposite end of the scale, Sam Bradford in a Vikings jersey, right? We were thanking <laughs> our lucky stars that he was in another jersey. So I want to get into that coming up next right here on the Lock. Lockdown Eagles podcast and guys today's show is sponsored by rockauto.com. One reason to repair and to maintain your car is to save money that you can then use for other important things like the mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. Rockauto.com's prices are always the same for everybody and they're 
always reliably low. It's a family business that's been serving auto part customers online now for 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or your truck. Make sure you write down Locked On, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and they are How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. All right, Eagles fans, welcome back into this Thursday edition of Locked On Eagles. It's episode three of five, downloaded into your phone. And guys, to get more of the sports news you need outside of Philadelphia in less time, check out our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. Louis DiBiase and Gino Camilleri diving back into some Carson Wentz talk here as we're still awaiting that blockbuster trade, which, Gino, I think you'd agree it's kind of holding everything else back. Like, once mm-hmm. this shoe drops, we can really then def- start to focus on this rebuild and what they do now with other roster cuts, as you mentioned in segment one. Do you, who you target in free agency. We can then focus on what you need in the draft. Can, should we start talking about looking at quarterback prospects? It's really the one shoe that we're waiting for that domino to fall, right? And everything else mm-hmm. can start to get in motion here. Yeah, it really is because that's the biggest asset you have and that'll be the biggest barricade to moving forward in terms of everything. You're you're 100% correct and once that dam breaks, it's going to be quick. It's going to be a lot of moves being made, especially because a lot of those bonuses come due not just for Carson Wentz, but a lot of the other guys that have these big contracts come due in March. So it's going to be a quick turnaround. And once that decision is made, then you can move. You, you got to see where you can clear the money, where you can get better in this draft, see where the strong positions are. You know it's going to be a good defensive back class. You know it's going to be a good wide receiver class. You know there's going to be some good running backs. So they're definitely doing their homework in all those departments, and it starts with Carson Wentz. Because if you keep him, you don't have to make a decision of drafting a quarterback in this class. If you move him, you're probably going to be more likely to do some homework on Zach Wilson and Trey Lance, and they'll probably interview guys like Mac Jones and all the guys in the second and third round as well, like Kyle Trask. But without moving Wentz, you're still sitting on your hands and waiting to move. It's a good point, Gino. Like, we have no idea. And, mm-hmm. and Wentz helps if you trade him. Wentz helps that deal uh, start to change the focus and be like, okay, now we have an extra first round pick to work with here. If, exactly. let's say, hypothetically, let's say we traded um, Wentz to Chicago and we did get a first round pick back. That's big because then you can look at, let's say, we don't want Jalen Hurts and we want to draft somebody. But the Jets traded Sam Darnold to Indianapolis. They're going to take a quarterback at two. We might now need to get that third guy, whether it's Zach Wilson or if it's Trey Lance for you or if it's Justin Fields. We might have to get in front of Atlanta or Mm -hmm. make sure that we trade up rather than the Carolina Panthers. So, yeah, again, it's the big shoe to drop to allow us to start focusing on everything else in this offseason. But I do think it's going to happen within either the coming days or the coming weeks. Like you said, in segment one, there is a bonus due in March. So that's a timetable there to keep watching it's going to happen so as i uh, as i teased before gino the break carson went in another uniform right 
Where mm-hmm. will this rank for you on the pain scale? Because you're a big Carson Wentz guy, as I was in 2016 up until this mm-hmm. point. We've been his two of his biggest supporters. So from that scale of Brian Dawkins in a Denver Broncos jersey to Sam Bradford in a Vikings jersey or DeMarco Murray in a Titans jersey, you can tell how <laughs> badly I hated the 2015 Eagles, man. But where would you rank Wentz there when he does play somewhere else? It, it honestly depends because if he stays in the conference, I think it's just a terrible move. Like, Anytime you move a big quarterback like that, you have to get them out of your conference for sure because yeah. you don't want to be playing them. You don't want to have that chip on their shoulder. Which, by the way, man, is probably they why you. they're holding out for Indianapolis. Oh, I 100% agree. And if I had to put it right now, if he ended up in Chicago, I would say that would probably be the worst, honestly, because he's going to go play in the NFC North and he's beat Green Bay a bunch of times. And what if he does that again? And what if he wins that division? It's gonna it's gonna be crappy to think about because we could have had him and if he stays in the NFC and any other team, which I don't think outside of Chicago would be very plausible. Maybe the Niners come in late out of oh, out of the clouds yeah. or something. That would that would not be fun. But honestly, Indy would sting just as bad because you're taking Frank Reich, who trained Nick Sirianni, and you're just moving him over there. It's like, why don't you just keep him here? It doesn't make much sense to me. Right. That's a good point. They tried to bring Indy here and to make things work with Wentz in that way. Uh, That definitely was part of the strategy. Mm -hmm. Honestly, man, look, I know Dawkins was the face of the Eagles for the golden era of Eagles football in the early Mm -hmm. 2000s, right up until they let him go in 2008. So that, I think, is number one for most Eagles fans. But I'll say for me... Honestly, I'm I'm going to... I'm going to trump you on this one real quick. Okay. I think seeing Reggie White go to Green Bay, staying in the conference, and winning that Super Bowl hurt me more than Brian Dawkins going to Denver. We had a chance to keep both of them, and they were both generational-type players. Well, and White was good after he left, too, right? I mean, that's part of it as well. Absolutely. Yeah, Dawkins was kind of like... The veteran presence in Denver, like he helped them move along a little bit to get closer to that Peyton Manning era when they had that team perfectly after he had left. But you look at Reggie White, he was still in the prime of his career and he was a top five edge rusher ever. So that one to me kills because my best friend is a Packers fan (laughs) and he always rips on me because one time we did a jersey order and I ordered a Reggie White jersey. He wanted one for the Packers and hand to my heart, I ordered the Packers one and they shipped and Eagles won to me. So he's like, oh, you did that on purpose, didn't you? I'm like, no, I didn't. So he always rubs it in. And that was a tough one, man, because he was so good for many years after that. Yeah, that's a, that's the that's the thing why, for me, Gino Wentz is going to be number one. Yeah. Like, it, it won't hurt as much if he goes to Chicago or Indy and is terrible. But I think he's going to go thrive elsewhere and if, if they build around him. And that's why it's going to hurt even more to me. It's just... I personally believe ruining Wentz was the biggest blunder in Philly sports history. I mean, the fact that this might only last five years is a failure beyond all proportions. And so I'm going to be raging with jealousy. If I see Carson Wentz go to, like you said, San Fran, and he's thriving with Kyle Shanahan or Frank Reich in Indianapolis, or let's just say I think a dark horse team still is the Carolina Panthers who offered an eighth overall pick for Matt Stafford. So, you know, they're in the quarterback market. It would be really hard for me to stomach watching him go play with the likes of, you know, if maybe Curtis Samuel resigns there and Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore, guys that he never had in Philly. It is going to hurt so bad. And play with Joe Brady. Right. And and play with Joe Brady. That's that's the offense that me and you wanted in Philly so bad. And we might still get it, but that's what we wanted 
terribly for Carson Wentz over the past couple seasons. So it'll be number one for me if he goes elsewhere. He's playing with top receivers and he's thriving because that's what we thought Philly was going to have in number 11 for a decade plus. I totally agree. And you went back to that 2017 season and I don't know if this would be interesting to anybody else, but I believe that a Howie Roseman 30 for 30 would be one of the (laughs) greatest pieces of entertainment. Because think about it. You went back to the days of Andy Reid and how that regime. Yes, the dream team era. Then he goes to the back of Novacare and he's gone and he wins a Super Bowl. And the alternate, you could do an alternate reality where uh, Carson Wentz never snaps his ACL and he wins the Super Bowl. We're talking about him being the guy forever. And that just shows you that the NFL, things have to be so perfect. And it was inconceivable to you and I that we would be in this situation. I thought he would be one of the next three guys. You talk about Roethlisberger and Peyton Manning and Tom and Aaron Rodgers and that generation. Who were the next guys in my mind? It was was Carson. It was Andrew Luck before he had left. It was – Dak Prescott, who's looked good the last couple of years. Jared Goff, you look at these young guys and Pat Mahomes as well. And now we're sitting here saying we're going to trade this guy who we had such high hopes for. It's inconceivable to see where we are. And it's it's a blunder that they didn't help him on the positional units for more than one year, which is a shame that we've seen Aaron Rodgers falter on and he's only got one Super Bowl because of it so to not surround your quarterback is always going to be a failure of banking on your investment because it is the most important position and when you fail to protect that position and surround that position with coaches and players and everything that they need the idea of a system quarterback is looked down upon but if you want to succeed, you have to have the right system for your guy. And I, I don't think they ever had that past 2017. And uh, To say what we are saying right now, Lou, I wish we didn't have to say it, but I know. if we're going to cut the rope, we got to cut it now. Yeah, that's the thing is, you know, like you said, so much has to go right, obviously, yeah. in the NFL to sustain a long-term window of success, especially at the quarterback position. But at the same time, for Wentz, this is such a unique situation where so much had to go wrong as well after 2017. You talk about the injuries to Wentz himself and how that not only did a number to his physical abilities, but also mentally because of what Nick Foles was able to do in those two seasons. And then the Jalen Hurts pick as well. That was a huge part of this. And and Mm -hmm. Howie Roseman not being able to draft properly around Carson Wentz and the injuries on the roster as well. Wentz had to overcome so much in 2018 and in 2019 there's just a million different little things that went wrong after 2017 Mm -hmm. that threw this thing off the rails and that's why it's it's a unique scenario a situation that the nfl is not just philadelphia but the nfl is going to look back on years to come and wonder what happened there and use that as maybe a basis of what not to do when you draft a quarterback Mm -hmm. or just how things can go wrong so yeah i'm in on a 30 for 30 with howie roseman and just the last 10 years of Eagles football. It's never a dull butterfly effect of the whole (laughs) thing. It's crazy. 
crazy. And that's the one thing about being an Eagles fan, man. It's always entertaining, whether it's for better or for worse. But yeah, seeing Wentz in another jersey, to me, it's going to it's gonna trump Dawkins in Denver. It's going to trump Reggie White in Green Bay. Look, for me, growing up, I'm a younger Eagles fan, only 23. So Deshaun Jackson in Washington really hurt me oh, the most, especially because so he kicked too. our ass for years and he was with a divisional rival. You remember the quote Ugh. he said before he played us the first time? No, what did he say? He said, I don't care if we win. I just want to yeah. go for a buck and a touchdown. And he did, and he man. Every time, every time he played us. That. Oh, that was – it was so hard to see him in Washington. I would say – I would argue, too, LaShawn McCoy in Buffalo because that yeah, that was, was, that was tough, too. Career too. Yes, yeah, great He point. was coming off two huge years in, under Chip Kelly, so – yeah, those are some of the toughest ones I can think of. Dawkins, as you said, Reggie White, Deshaun Jackson, McCoy. Even Nick Foles last in Jacksonville was kind of sad. It wasn't at the same level of, man, I still wish he was here. But seeing your Super Bowl MVP in another team is... Uh, I mean, is when he went to the Rams and we had to deal with Sam Bradford, yeah, that was that, pretty that disappointing too. So I do think, though, Wentz is going to trump all those guys when he inevitably does leave in the coming weeks. Louis DiBiase, Gino Camilleri joining you on this Thursday edition of Locked On Eagles. We'll wrap up the show. Coming up next, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. And speaking of Carson Wentz, if you want to go and place your hand betting on where his next team might be, go to betonline.ag. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Or if you're a guy like me who loves premier Sundays and Saturdays, Mm -hmm. I'm always betting on betonline.ag. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use the mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook expert. Use the promo code LOCKEDON at betonline.ag so they know that LOCKEDON Eagle sent you. You know Lou and I are always going to be true to our degenerative selves and betonline.ag <laughs> is the place to go. No, bet responsibly and go to betonline.ag. Alright Eagles fans, welcome back into segment three of this Thursday edition of LOCKEDON Eagles. Louis DiBiase alongside Gino Camilleri. Gino, you were talking bet online. Let's look at the odds for Carson Wentz right now as we wrap up the show. So I think obviously the favorite if I was if I had to put my money on if I had to predict just straight up who I think Wentz goes to, I think it is either the Bears or the Colts. They are number one and two on the bet online odds for Wentz's next team. But based on the odds here, if I were to put my money down on one of these teams based on the odds, I really like so it goes Bears, Colts, Denver Broncos at three, Washington at four, I don't get. Number five, though, the Carolina Panthers, as I mentioned in segment two, I really like them as a team that kind of comes from the top ropes and suddenly dips their hand in the Carson game here. What are the odds on Denver? Denver is eight to one right now. So they're plus 800. I like that a lot. One, because we know that Elway isn't, he isn't shy from moving on from quarterbacks. Especially when he gets big, big gunslinger quarterbacks, man. He loves Carson Wentz kind of players. He he has to see himself in Carson Wentz. Oh, yeah. He has to. He's like, oh, 100%. this guy's crazy. He could throw it 100 yards. Like, yeah, let me get him. And if you look at the three-year window in the NFL that I always talk about, 
Look at where Denver is right now, Lou. They're on the come up. I'm, if they had a better quarterback last year than Drew Tell Locke, me about it, man. Tell me about they it. could have competed, man. Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, Cortland Sutton, Philip Lindsay, even Ing- uh, Melvin Gordon had a decent season back there. Their offensive line wasn't the worst, and their defense was fantastic. That's what I'm talking they- about, man. It would be so hard to see Wentz go somewhere like that and get to throw to Jerry Judy Sutton Hamler font. I, I wanted Hamler. We could have had them all. Together. We could have had all of them. Yeah. Man. Oh my gosh, man. That that Denver would be really tough to swallow. Them or Carolina, to me, would be more difficult because I love those offensive skill position groups. Love them. Yeah, that, that's the thing. I mean. That's the combination you need in the NFL. You need the skill position players with the quarterback, and you look at the two teams right now that could be there, and you throw Washington out of the mix completely, but I would put them in that category. Carolina and Denver would be those two teams, and and as well as Indy, I would throw in there as well. Sure. But I would say Indy's a little bit on the older end there, but Denver and Carolina are right on the come-up. They're right there in the midst of everything. You have Matt Rule with his team. I think that would be the scariest thing in the world. I I would be frightened to see him in Carolina. Same. Um, After Carolina, they're 12 to 1. It's the Texans, Raiders, and Patriots. So if you really want to make the most money on this kind of bet, Gino, you mentioned San Francisco earlier. They're deep down the list at 20 to 1. That might be the best bang for your buck. I saw you did the fulfill the prophecy thing <laughs> with Mariota. Mariota. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be opposed would, to treating here's, here's Mariota separately other than this. Here's like, a take. I think I would rather, and most people will not agree with me, give me Mariota over Hertz in 2021. Just saying. <sighs> I, I loved what I saw in that one game last year against LA. Mariota looked I'm like a change man. If you trade... Let's say Carson goes to Denver, correct? Yeah, yeah. You now need a veteran presence to back up Jalen Hurts. I'm either targeting Teddy Bridgewater Mm -hmm. or I'm targeting Marcus Mariota in separate trades. Two of my guys, man. That's that's my brand. That's my brand. I think all three of those players would be a good like Ryan Fitzpatrick-esque type guy to be behind Jalen Hurts. Not somebody that has the career of Fitz, but somebody that has been around, has played in multiple different systems. They're smart players. They've adapted very well, very quickly. And you need to bring in somebody. And it can't be Nick Foles. It cannot. You cannot even bring him in the equation. Somebody else, I'm fine with Mariota, fine with Brissett, definitely would be happy. You and I would be very happy with Teddy Bridgewater to be the guy too. Absolutely. All right. That's going to do it today. We're going to put a cap on the Carson Wentz talk. We will be back tomorrow, though. I like this discussion that we're getting into of potential dark horse teams for Wentz's services because teams like Denver, Carolina, they, San Francisco even, they should be in on number 11. We'll continue to see how this trade news develops. Make sure you follow us on Twitter for all your updates at LockdownBirds, at DiBiase, L-O-E, at GC24 underscore football. And we will be back tomorrow for episode four or five when you subscribe to Lockdown Eagles on any podcast platform. Also, uh, some news for social media. We're dipping our hands in the TikTok game as well. For our TikTok users out there, follow us at Locked on Eagles. For Gino Camilleri, I'm Lou DiBiase signing off. This has been your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, LOE. As always, thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. And let's go birds. Fly, Eagles, fly. 
Today's Locked On Eagles has been brought to you by 1010. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today using only diamonds responsibly sourced and sustainably sourced from Botswana. 10 Design Masters have each produced a set of 10 uniquely beautiful diamond rings, and they're available now exclusively at BlueNile.com. This exciting collection of truly unique, limited-edition diamond engagement rings are available now only at BlueNile.com. 